it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, we've got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star, Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality, Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Podcast. We are proud to be part of the VOC Nation Radio Network. Stadium Journey is more than just a wicked awesome podcast. That's my Boston accent for today. Our website, stadiumjourney.com, contains over 2,500 stadium reviews, news items, and features perfect for the traveling sports fan. And in addition to the website, we are all over social media on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Like us, follow us everywhere you can. The Stadium, the Stadium Journey podcast, I tried to say, is the perfect companion for what, when you're on a road trip. If you're ever on a road trip again, we'll get there, don't worry. Just type in VOC Nation Radio Network into your podcast search app or look under the podcast tab on the Stadium Journey website. In addition, all of our old video podcasts are on the Stadium Journey YouTube channel. Perfect for fans watching. We also stream live on Twitch.tv by Stanlaw83. Welcome to everyone watching right now. Don't be afraid to participate tonight. And now, let me introduce our starting lineup. We've got Dave Cotney with us, as always. Follow him online at ProFan9. Mark Viquez can be found at Paul Park Hunter. Our producer, the above average comedian, Dan Calachico, is online at Law 83 And I am Paul Baker. You can follow me at PuckmanRI. Now, as you all well know, all of you loyal listeners, it's been a crazy year in minor league baseball. In addition to having an entire season canceled and a quarter of the affiliated teams canceled, we continue to see new stadiums being built, teams being moved, and other teams rebranding in search of a new identity, or more importantly, in search of all the money that goes along with a new brand. Tonight, we're going to zero in on the small city of Beloit, Wisconsin, where the Snappers are getting not only a new ballpark, but they're getting a new brand. But there's a twist. There's a resistance moving, movement forming to keep some elements of the snappers in place along with the rebranding. So tonight we are joined by Ben Whitkins. He is the co-founder of a group, one of those groups of fans looking to save Snappy. Ben, welcome to the podcast. And uh, can you start off by telling us a little bit about your group and what you're doing? Hey, thanks for having me on. 
Yeah, my name is Ben, and I am uh, yeah a founding member of this resistance movement. I think that's a great a great term for it. Uh, basically, long story short, Snappers announced that they were going to rebrand a couple months ago, and they came out with five finalist names. Uh, the, the names, real quick, were the Cheese Balls, Moo, Polka Pike, Supper Clubbers, and Skycarp. So they released those five names to the to the to the to the community, and chaos ensued. Uh, every you know, 99% of the feedback from the community was, "What the hell are you guys doing? These names are horrible. Uh, why are you ruining Snapbee?" Uh, so the first thing we did was we started a petition. The petition quickly quickly grew to uh, you know, it's now at 3,500 plus signatures. Um, but during the you know the next couple months, we realized. Oh, I, they're really going to change. They are committed to, to moving on from the Boyd Snappers. So we pivoted and we said, hey, let's compromise. And the compromise we came up with was a name that we think is the real like winner. It is the Beloit River Rockers. Basically, the gist is we keep Snappy, we turn him into a rock star because the team plays on the Rock River in Rock County, and it all works. So that's that's quickly how we came to be. And um, you know, here we are still chugging along and, and still making noise. And you've moved on from from just a uh, a petition to you know you guys are embracing social media and expanding your reach. Am I correct? Yeah, we got we have a Facebook and Twitter page right now that we encourage everyone to follow. It's at Beloit Rockers, and uh, we we also have a Change.org petition that we post uh, periodic updates to. So it's the Save Snappy petition on Change.org, and if you go there and you click on the updates tab. You will get everything you want to know and more about the Beloit Rockers resistance movement. I, I had a picture of Star Wars when I mentioned it's a resistance movement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching a lot of the Mandalorian, so that works. Yeah, I got to get into that. Um, so yeah, I was. You know what? I read Mark did a great article where he interviewed you about the name, but I guess I must have glossed over the the name choices, the original five name choices. Oh, Did you yeah. say one of them was the Moo? Moo. M O O like a cow. Yeah. M O O. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's about as bad as, you know, I, I wish I was joking. Um, rhymes with boo, it's a Wisconsin cliche. You know, I've never shoveled manure, I've never milked a cow, but apparently the San Diego, you know, marketing company that they work with thinks that's what we all do in Wisconsin. Um, so, you know, they just kind of, uh, you know, they gave us these names that are pretty highly questionable. Now, what they'll say is it was a fan vote and these were fan, you know, generated, but we really have some skepticism about where these names came from because we do, there's no one in in a 50 mile radius of Boyd who likes these names, so we're we're very confused. Yeah, and I, I think uh, yeah, I looked at these names too: Cheeseball, Skycarp. I, I mean, I get it. I, I think I heard uh, owner Quint Studer, who, you know, let's give him appropriate praise for saving the club and financing the ballpark almost entirely. I, I understand. Yeah, I understand. He is saying, "Hey, we didn't really make a lot of money in advertising and uh, merchandise. Let's do a new rebrand." It worked in Jacksonville. It worked in Binghamton. And you know, I get why you want to rebrand, but is he overlooking this? How about just redoing the Snappers logo, which has been unchanged since 1995? Right. Right. Yeah, and and that's um, such an important point. You know, we've said all along we are 
more thankful for Quinn Series than I can possibly say on this broadcast or anywhere else. He right. saved baseball in Beloit um, with his investment. Um, you know, the, the team was on the way out. That there's no chance in hell Pullman Field, which many of you have been to, was going to make it. Yeah. Um, that was they would have been on the chopping block, uh, and no one would ever disagree. So we saved baseball in Beloit, and, and we are eternally grateful. Um, but, uh, but yeah, in terms of the change, I mean, just because it worked one place doesn't mean it's going to work somewhere else. And, and all changes doesn't mean it's good change. You know, it's got to be smart change. That's what we're advocating for. And, and we're basically trying to help them stick the landing and help them with, with uh, implementing smart change. And we feel that the smart change is you maintain the tradition of snappy and uh, you, uh, you know, just, just give them a, a rock and roll makeover. Yeah, because I think one thing you did, which was very crazy, you know, you and your brother came up with the logo, but then you took the five suggestions and you made them part of the band with Snappy to Turtle. Uh, yeah. How did that manifest? Yeah, because, again, all we're trying to do is compromise. We are not at odds with the organization. We, we all want the same thing, Beloit baseball to be successful. So, you know, you're never going to get anywhere in, in baseball or in life if you're just rigid and, and not willing to compromise. So we were like, okay, what, where can we meet in the middle? How about these five names they, they propose, Cheese Balls, Moo, Polka Pike, et cetera. We, they become members of a rock band. Again, Rock County, Rock River, yeah. rock band. Um, and, and, you know, so we came up with Mr. Cheese Ball plays the drums. You know, Polka Pike is on accordion. Uh, Sky Carp's playing guitar. Uh, and uh, they play at the supper club. So we're kind of thinking like, you know, someone jacks a home run, and then similar to like Bernie, Bruner, Bernie, Bernie Brewer going down the slide, maybe the rock band starts jamming in the supper club in right field or, or something like that, you know. Basically just trying to you know, get ideas out there that, you know, might, might work as, as, a, as a compromise and make it a fun in-game experience. So I think in, we've seen in minor league baseball how – the trend has gone to the outrageous names, and I think it's fair to say that, that at least some of these five fall into the category of outrageous names. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are. How much do you think these names are designed to get the attention outside of Hawaii, to get uh, a wider spread attention um, into a greater market than than what's already there. Right. Yeah, I think that's a huge, huge goal. Um, he, you know, Quinn Studer wants – sometimes he talks about how people in other countries have heard about the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, and that really excites him and, and gives him a lot of, you know, uh, and, and incentivizes him, I think, to, to make the, the brand more broad. Um, long story short, I think we would be an attraction that would transcend state – who knows, maybe even transcend country. I mean, there's not many minor league baseball teams out there that I know of that have a rock band um, and just have like a, a basically a concert-like atmosphere at games. Uh, and I think that's a hell of a lot more fun than a team that, you know, let's say they become the Polka Pike and you go to the stadium and it's incessant polka music playing all game long. Like how obnoxious would that be? I, I don't that think would that would be, be very fun. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think you, you, t you turn your, your, your games into a rock concert every single night, that's going to get some serious broad appeal. So I think it's just like he's got to uh, just consider, consider where we're coming from and, uh, you know, the, the incredible support that we're getting in the community.
Yeah, and I would compare it to what they do in Reading, Pennsylvania. When I went to a game there a couple of years ago, they had about four or five mascots running around. I don't know what all of them had to do with the team, uh, and they weren't playing in a rock band, but, you know, you, they were there. The kids were excited. They were chasing them. They were posing for pictures. So right. this idea of having the band play would also create merchandise opportunities, stuffed animals, shirts, right. hats, uh, memes on social media. I mean, you really can go in a lot of different directions with that concept there. Totally, and that's such an important point because the reason why this is all happening right now is because merchandise sales, quite frankly, sucked. Um, so we're like – another thing we're thinking about is, okay, Mr. Studer, we're not going to give you one mascot. We're giving you five, um, and you know that we're going to triple, quadruple potential merchandising opportunities. So, again, it's all in the spirit of compromise. It's all trying to meet halfway and, and figure out how we can make this make business sense and sense uh, you know, just for, for, for the fans. So being a total outsider and being a, a baseball snob, as I've been told before, um, <laughs> minor league baseball is not my, not my forte. So uh, help me out here. What is it about the snapper's name and or Snappy the Turtle that, that makes it <laughs> such a – such a drive for you, Such something that you really want to fight for. <laughs> yeah, well, um, it's it's funny. I mean, for whatever reason, uh, well, there are reasons, but Beloit is obsessed with turtles. Uh, turtle Creek, Turtle Tap, a, a bar. Um, the Turtle Mounds is like these famous mounds that the Beloit Col- inspired the Beloit College logo. Um, the town itself, Beloit, like I think be called like the town of Turtle Village, I think it used to be called. There's the Turtle Township. It's an obsessed turtle culture there. So when when you have, you know, you can kind of imagine how it doesn't sit right when there's this, you know, San Diego marketing company who comes and rebrands the team and then the turtle goes away. Um, that just doesn't sit right with the community. So that that's really like why the city is passionate about turtles and me personally you know I also have some personal nostalgia wrapped up in this admittedly there's no doubt about it as well as my older brother we're both former employees of the team he, you know my brother worked the stadium I uh, the scoreboard I worked dipping dots I was snappy the turtle you know so we have both have a lot wrapped up in this as well as the entire community now, how long are you snapping the turtle for? How uh, I, periodically for like two seasons? Okay, uh, it's the worst. It, to this day, it's the worst job I've ever had uh, because it's like a, a hundred and fifty degrees inside yeah. the turtle suit. Uh, but but very proud to, to say I was snapping well, for. Yeah, I remember, I, I, having been a mascot one yeah. day myself. Yeah, I can agree with yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to work. I worked for the Cincinnati Riverhawks soccer team one time, one year, and I had to be Hawkster. And I didn't have my shoes on. He usually has these floppy shoes, so all the kids are making fun of my small feet. <laughs> they were brutal to me. Things like yeah, that. right, right, right. And you gotta just like, you know, be happy and you're boiling. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, yeah. you try to see see through the, you know, the the mascot to make an autograph. You know, it's, yeah, it's, right. it's, it's hard. Yeah. So, hey, I can beat you both because I was. I was socks. I was the girl polar bear for the party. Oh, how cute. <laughs> and I got hit on so bad, and you don't know how bad I wanted to, you know, guys coming up to me, put down, hey, you look pretty good there, Soxy. And I want right. to say, hey, you're not so bad yourself. You know? 
It's, for me, it was the worst when, like, the 12-year-old kids, like, entering their rebellion phase would come up yeah. to me and, like, kick me in the shin or something, you know? Yeah, like, there's like a person just... inside the costume. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Are you telling me that Snappy the Turtle isn't, like, a real, real turtle? <laughs> what is this yeah, guy you're talking show. about? No, no. He's a, he's a 16-year-old kid making $20 a game. Hey, I would have loved to have done that for $20 a game back in the day. So. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, getting back to um, uh, you and your brother's creation, uh, not only do you have a logo, you have jerseys and away jerseys and alternative jerseys and, you know, different color hats. It's almost becoming a, a small little enterprise. Is it? Is it kind of getting bigger than you ever thought it would get, this whole resistance movement? You, you know, it's funny. That's a really good question, and one I haven't been asked. Uh, All right. And, 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 and uh, honestly, I it, it's not like I, I knew. I just instinctively knew. I was like, this isn't going to work. Uh, so as soon as I heard, I started that petition, and like clockwork, it blew up. And it didn't surprise me one sec, and or for for one minute. And then when we came up with River Rockers, I was like, oh my god. Yes, Snappy in a rock band. I'm playing on the Rock River in Rock County. Of course, it's like it's kind of like when you get an idea and you just know it works. It's just like a, like a warm knife through butter. It's, it's just like, or like if the Beatles, you know, when they wrote yesterday, I'm sure they're just like, yes, perfect. This is you know, and uh, and it's just, it was one of those moments. So it doesn't surprise me at all, actually. Um, and and I'm just like, uh, at this point, I just want to see them consider it as a as a viable alternative and. I want them to talk to us and get. And we want, I want to get some communication with the organization going. Because yeah, you said that everything's copacetic between you and the organization. What have they actually said to you? Yes, yeah, so we had some when we were doing the the original Save the Floyd Snappers petition before we pivoted to this, this this River Rockers proposal. We were in periodic conversation with with Quint Studer. I mean, I had an hour long, really really nice conversation with him. Uh, we exchanged a couple emails. We sent him some presentations. Um, he responded in kind, like to our to our presentations, um, and we kind of pivoted accordingly, <laughs> uh, based on kind of what he was saying. And uh, you know, I, I thought we just had a you know really good really good relationship. Um, I, I will admit though, we we haven't. Uh, it's kind of gone dark uh, for a while, and I. To a certain extent, I totally get that. There's with so much upheaval in minor league baseball right yeah. now. Yeah, he has um, he has a million things on his yeah. plate. Let alone all the you know he's involved in so many things in, in various communities, the Pensacola community. You know, mm -hmm. he's got so many things on his plate. So to to a certain extent, I, I really do understand. But uh, looking forward to getting some more some more communication for sure, and, and and I hope to connect with him eventually. Yeah, because you know I think you would be happy if they just kept. Snappy the, tur the turtle in some form, or just keep the snappers turtle logo and name. Right, that's yeah. that's really at the at the at the, at the base of it. That's what we're, we're we're wanting to do here. We're wanting to maintain Snappy, um, yeah. in, in a meaningful way. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah, I know I, I get it. It's uh, it's been around for 25 years. I don't think the logo has even been tinkered with. I think it yeah. featured the I think it featured the Milwaukee Brewers colors of 1995, which were not the same of the past few years, if I recall. It had. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The gold yeah. and dark. I remember, remember the Brewers had that little kind of awkward yep. phase in the mid-90s? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, mean, what is this? Yeah, the, the Jeremy Bernis years. And the, yeah, the uh, Jeremy you know, Bernice win, win, Winning 56 games a year years. And, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Those, those, that, was a, that was a brutal brutal time period. But, no, it's funny you say about, about Snappy. Um, Rumor has it Snappy was – like someone in the front office of, you know, around 95 or whatever when they, made, when they made the change to the Snappers. Like someone in his family was like, uh, my nephew knows a little bit about graphic design. Maybe he can design a logo for us. And, really? And that, that's, that's what happened, and that's how Snappy came to be. And basically he's remained uh, un, untouched since for, no, the, the, yeah. for the most part. No, because so – yeah. it's, like, it's, like, it's like, yeah, he's, he's, due for a, he's due for a makeover. For yeah, because sure. I, I found him. I found an article on newspapers.com announcing the change and the introduction, and I'm thinking and it was from the fall of '94. I'm thinking yeah. that that, has, that logo hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah. It's the same. same There's logo. one one change. He used to have like a B on his hat, and okay. then it changed to an S. But I think that's like the only change. Yes. Okay. So yeah, it's like it's like yeah. He's you know, and you talk to every, Quinn Studer. I was like. Um, you know, everyone hates change. I'm, I'm, I'm used to this. You know, they're they're going to say bad things no matter what. But I think what what we're finding is that people aren't really resistant to change. They realize that change is needed. They they realize that Snappy needs a makeover. Yeah. They just don't want to do that. What we you know, the nuclear option basically, which is you know, boy cheese balls or or something like that. Yeah, I know when Jacksonville switched from the Suns to the Jumbo Shrimp, I think that was just announced. I don't think they had a fan vote. I could be wrong. Uh, I but I remember, right. I remember when that happened. I was like, "What the jumbo shrimp? Are they serious?" But it, it financially <laughs> did well for them. So you know, I don't yeah. blame uh, Mr. Studer for for wanting to make such a nuclear change to come up with a, for uh, sure. a crazy name. Yeah, for sure. Not all rebrands are created equal. You know, yeah. some work, some don't. Look at the New Orleans baby cakes. I mean, that yes. went, that basically went yeah. up in smoke. And then the failed so, failed attempt of the Staten Island River Rats, which I mean, pizza rats. Which uh, the New York Yankees hated. They didn't want that change to be made. So, right, you know, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's not all minor league ball uh, towns are created equally. All right, right. Paul, you have some and isn't there a precedent for uh, a team to to like go through the five choices and then pick something and go off the board? I think uh, Rocky Mountain Vibes did that. Yes, you, they did. Yeah. You're right. You're right about that. That's a good point. Yeah, because ownership can say I like this name and it's my team. Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Which, you know, if you own the team and you build the own ballpark, I guess you can do whatever you want. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. 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 Quinn said that in, in uh, uh, initial one of the early media appearances we had. He's like, well, if you guys have 12 to $17 million, you can definitely name the team if you want. Yeah. <laughs> he put his money where his mouth is. So. Yeah. But, uh, but not only are you excited about maybe the, the new name or the old name or a compromise, you're getting a new ballpark, APC Supply stadium uh Pullman field probably was not regarded as one of our favorite minor league ballparks for some of us who have been there uh but what are some of your memories of the old ballpark and what are you looking forward to with the new ballpark yeah 
it's funny. Poland Field is one of those things. It's like you know when you're a kid and you know everything's just bigger and larger yeah. and cooler. Um, as, as growing up as a kid, Poland Field was my baseball field. You know, so it was the coolest place in the world to me. Um, I love that place. Uh, looking back on it now, whoa, it's yes. it's it's lacking. And uh, the, again, there's there's no doubt we would have lost a major league baseball affiliation uh, without Mr. Studer. So I mean, it's just like thank God he invested. Um, but, uh, but yeah, nonetheless, had a lot of great memories there. Um, I mean, just roaming around as, as, uh, you know, a teenager working that summer job, um, selling dipping dots, you know, some, some magical times, you know, the fireworks night, the, uh, you know, watching, watching Prince Fielder and Ricky Weeks and, uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. on that 2003 baseball team, which I thought was like the coolest minor league baseball team of all time. Uh, you know, just like, you know, so, so many great memories there. Um, and then, you know, my, my brother working there, me being like a wide-eyed younger brother and seeing my brother in the press in the press box and seeing him work the scoreboard, I thought that was the coolest job of all time. And, uh, you know, there's just, you know, going there with my grandparents, you know, family, uh, friends, it's, you know, it, the memories are endless. But uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it wasn't going to work anymore. And uh, super, super pumped for ABC yeah. Supplies. Now, 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 how much further, how – in location, we know that the ball, the new ballpark is going to be downtown. Where, yeah. where was Pullman Field? In, in Pullman Field is the, it's so weird. I mean, because it was like a non for profit thing. It, um, it was in the middle of this residential area. Oh, it was yeah. a really, really unique place for a a, uh, a stadium. It's almost like how Lambeau Field's like right in a residential neighborhood. It's it Pullman Field was very much the same kind of way. Yeah, because that's unfortunately that's how they built minor league ballparks and the 1980s. It's like, yeah, let's just build aluminum bleachers and fans yeah. will come out and watch because Rockford and Madison uh, all had teams in the Midwest League at that time, all had very similar stadiums, and they're both gone from uh, affiliated ball, and, and Beloit was able to hang on. <laughs> yeah, we're hanging on, man. By the <laughs> grace of God, we're hanging they, they uh, on there. Barely, barely by, like, yeah. the, you know, skin of our teeth. But we're, we're getting yeah, I know when I know when they made the change, they said Kane County was out. So I had a feeling yeah. that Holman didn't get their act together. I mean, Beloit, Kane County would have been kept, and uh, Beloit would have been, you know, made, would have been perfect in the Northwoods League if, uh, if if that was if that would have been the case. But uh, you know, with with the ABC Supply Stadium, is this looking to rebuild the downtown? Is it is it a ballpark yeah, so- plus more? So uh, Beloit's been going through this crazy renaissance. It's like, it's honestly, there should be books written about it. It's like, it's unbelievable. It was bombed out. Industry left around the year 2000. Mm-hmm. The city was going absolutely nowhere. Um, but uh, Ben, how big is Beloit? It's 37, 30, about 37,000 people. Um, but uh, but it's going through this crazy revitalization right now. So it's just booming industry, booming business. And, uh, Really, it's kind of like culminating in ABC Supply Stadium. Uh, Quinn Sears talked about this idea of like bookends to a downtown. Like his 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 perfect downtown is like you know this like a really cool attraction on one end, and then like a really cool attraction on the other end, and you like walk and drink and eat like in, you know as you go. I like and, that idea. In, in his Ooh. in his in his mind, uh, ABC Supply Stadium is the is the bookend. Uh, Tipeloit's downtown, so it's kind of like it's like the capstone or you know, the final the final piece really to make it just a kick-ass like uh, uh, place to go and visit. And, and Quinster says, you know, I don't want Beloit to be known as uh, a city that 
you know, is in between Chicago and Beloit and Madison. Like, I want Beloit to be the place people go on the weekend. A destination. And, 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 and honestly, it, like, if man, if this if this stadium thing works, if this team works, I mean, it's going to be a really, really – I think it's going to be successful in Major League. So. All right, Dave. So uh, we recently went through the big purge and saw a number of teams not make the cut in uh, to become uh, or to remain uh, affiliated teams. Was there a big sigh of relief with uh, Beloit making the cut, or was everybody pretty much sure that they were going to make the cut no matter? So, so. Th- in all honesty, like because of this significant like investment that they, they're basically like we're gonna build the most kick-ass stadium, and we're gonna make it so good. Major League Baseball would be crazy to say no. Uh, so what they did was like Major League Baseball came out with these like specifications that all like stadiums need to like abide by. Um, you know, like good facilities, good locker rooms, you know, like that sort of thing. So what they did is they, like, literally, there's, like, a checklist. And when they were building ABC Supply Stadium, they built the stadium to a T, what MLB wants. So it's, like, if you do that, uh, you're going to get a stadium. So there wasn't a lot of surprise when the announcement finally came because they literally did what MLB told them to do. Will the ballpark be ready for next, next well, if there's a next year? Um, I hope. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah, saying they, it's on track. Not a lot of construction can happen in Wisconsin in the winter, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but as far as we know, the last report was that you know everything's moving along. The really you know the major buzzkill is just you know is there going to be a season or not? Like that's really the the bigger. Now, now, have you been by the construction site? Are you? I, I haven't, but I've I've received okay. pictures from from family and friends. I, I'm based in Minneapolis, so I've okay. really been, been down. I've been doing the you know the quarantine thing, so I haven't been been getting out too much. Okay. Yeah. No. Definitely. It's. Uh... We have a few new ballparks being built here and uh, that I pass through and just drive through, see what's going on, you know, and uh, take some pictures, get excited if, if there's a season because that's the thing right now. They haven't made an announcement of the team. We don't know when the, the season's going to start. Mm-hmm. We really don't know how some of the minor leagues uh, are going to be situated. So uh, you live up in Minneapolis, and, of course, St. Paul is going to yeah. be in, in AAA. We don't even know what that's going to look like. So. Wow, so many question marks. It's almost like a cliffhanger. I know. I know. We're, we're I know. in right now for baseball, so. Yeah. Uh, we'll I, was, I, was, I was watching your guys' earlier shows and just you guys just dissecting, like, all the different scenarios of, like, how all the different chips could fall. And I was like, yeah. man, how do you guys keep up with all this stuff? I was like, it's like the offseason of, of upheaval, basically. That's why there's four of us yeah. on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I tell you, it's you, – Either there's something with my brain that just is a little bit off, or I'm just a big baseball fan. (laughs) (laughs) It's the former. (laughs) Dave, what you got? So uh, you said that it it wasn't really a big surprise that you guys made the cut. Uh, What about finding out that you were going to be, I say you like you're the Beloit Snappers, but we'll go with that for now. Uh, (laughs) How were you surprised that? the affiliation turned out to be with the Miami Marlins and how are you feeling about, about being affiliated with Marlins or does it even matter? Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, speaking as Ben Whitkins, the guy who has nothing to do with this boy snappers, um, I, I was, uh, you know, I, I don't really care too much about the affiliation. I just want them to have a, an affiliation. Um, there were a million different, you know, that was another thing you, you guys, um, 
we're predicting like, you know, what, what affiliation will it be? You know, and there's a million different predictions. And, uh, uh, you know, when when it finally was announced it was the Marlins, that was a big surprise to me. But it kind of made sense because, you know, Quinn's got a Florida ties and all the other, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It, 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 it kind of worked, I feel like. Uh, but I, I was I was very surprised. So, so does the owner own more minor league teams other than just Beloit or? Yeah, he, he owns the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, which is a uh, – also in the Marlins farm system. I was going to say, did they not just go to the? They did they not just become the Double A affiliate of the Marlins? Well, they were the Double A. They were because no, Jacksonville became the Triple A. Jackson, yeah, the Marlins was seemed to be the the major league team with the most kind of upheaval and change in their yeah uh, them in, uh, in their minor league affiliate. Damn it, Jeter. <laughs> yeah, because I think Jacksonville's Triple A, Double A will be. Pensacola, am I correct? And then are they moving to the Southern League? I didn't think so. Hmm, I could be wrong. Um, I should know this off the top of my head. I should know it too. I'm the baseball. Yeah, part. you're the minor league guy, Mark. Come on, come on for a second. Uh, I have the chart. Right, we'll, the chart. we'll keep talking. So. You're absolutely. You're fired. There's no chance you're fired. All right. <laughs> I, no, I got it. Miami, Jacksonville, Pensacola, and uh, Beloit, and then Jupiter. That's what I have, but. So the Midwest League is actually moving up from low A to high A. Yeah, yep, yep. They got – I know. It's like it, it all worked out so well. It's like not only do you do you have a – maintain your MLB affiliation, but you also go up a level. And yeah, from what I'm cool. what I'm hearing is is that is not like insignificant. You're going to get a lot you know a lot better talent, and it's going to wow, going to be great. Oh yeah, so instead the, of having one or two guys that make it up to the big leagues, you know, you might get four or five now. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, and I'm not saying that facetiously. It's Right. True. So Pensacola was with the Twins before, and Jacksonville was the double A for the Marlins, so they've moved yes. up to triple A. Pensacola is now the double A, yes. and then Beloit. Is it uh, a little help here? High A or? Beloit will be the high A, a now, high a. yeah. Yeah, okay. high A. I don't so, know why they just call them ABCD now. Yeah, since you're into, like, <laughs> changing the world, Ben, how about you get on that? You know, let's enough of this high A, low A, short A, long A right. stuff. Let's come up one, with one, two, three, four. Yeah, Yeah, class. The ABC. So they just Yeah, yeah. I remember I was making a graphic, and I, I literally spent like twenty minutes on. I, I was like, wait, is it high A? Is it advanced A? Is it like what the hell is? This? And I don't even know a? what the difference is between high A and low A, and you know, high and one's low. One's high and one's yeah, low. Your better talent goes to high A, and your lower talent. I mean, I rookie like then there was then there was like short season A ball, yeah. which I'm I'm kind of glad that's done. I mean, nah, I'm upset that some teams are not playing anymore, but a little. I want hear it. I lost all our teams out here. Yeah, try to oh, man. try to follow. You lost all your teams out there. Then AHL said same. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey, Bye. Up here, we had one affiliated team, and we still have one affiliated team, and they stayed with the Jays. That's you going to go on a road trip to go see them, Dave? Uh, nope, not allowed to leave the province, so nope. Oh, wow. You've got like six through. provinces to get all the way there. I've been there, though. It's I've been to Vancouver, Vancouver Canadians. Yeah, they're pretty nice. Oh, so... All right, so Ben, if uh, I'm I'm planning on going to Beloit this year and checking out a game, yeah, be some spotted cow, please. 
yeah. What what are some things you recommend doing in Beloit? You know, brewery wise, food wise, to some out of towners, some of us from the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, um, Beloit's great. Uh, there's, I definitely check out the downtown. Just like hang out downtown. There's a lot of cool stuff down there. There's can't believe I'm saying this now, but there's sushi restaurants, there's high-end burger places. Like this, that's not the Boyd I know, but it's the Boyd that exists now. Yeah. So it's it's crazy <laughs> to see what's what's going on. If you wanna if you wanna you know keep it a little bit more uh, ratchet, if you will, uh, you know go to like you know some of the, some of the divier bars, which are fantastic and definitely my favorites. Um, there's one nearby called the Turtle Tap. You'll never yeah you'll you'll never Turtle you'll never tap. guess, <laughs> but it's just one of my one of my favorite bars and they actually uh they actually just endorsed our, our movement here so we're gonna, oh, we're gonna well, they're going, nope. yeah we're corporate gonna, sponsorship yeah, <laughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna have an announcement about them pretty soon but uh yeah no that that's that'd be my recommendation just check out downtown check out some of the divey bars and just have a good time yeah yeah any any, any good breweries in the area or um yeah there there is one that just started but i unfortunately haven't been to it yet i okay. think it's like q Oh man, I'm gonna. The name escapes me, but it's like Q5 Brewery or something like that. Or we'll, we'll uh, I, I'm, I'm butchering the name, and I'm, I'm losing some credit. Here. And Ben, for our listeners who may not even know where Beloit is, where where is Beloit? G5 in? Brewery. G, there you go. G5? What, see, a Q kind of looks like a G, so I think that's what I. Yeah. Uh, 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 it's not too I'm far sorry, what, Madison, if I remember. Yeah, it's it is on the Illinois Wisconsin border. It's about 45 minutes to an hour from Madison. But it's it's literally right on the on the border. You can you can you know hurl a rock from ABC Supply Stadium and it'll end up in Illinois. Hmm. Yeah, not too far from Milwaukee because I remember doing a Brewers game and a Snappers game in the same day. Oh yeah, yeah. So yep. it was maybe an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Growing up, I would Milwaukee. make it. You know, every weekend I'd be going up to Miller Park as a kid. It'd be fun. Miller Park. What's it called now? Oh God! Don't even remind me. I think it's like State. Uh, it's like State Farm or something like that. That's that's Ben's next uh, project. Oh God! I literally forgot. American little... Family Field. Oh yeah, that's what oh, it is. Yeah, that that that's a tough. I didn't even know that. I had to look it up. That sounds worse than cheese balls or supper clubbers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I went out, when I was in Milwaukee. This was a few years back. We took the Miller tour, and it was it was awful. I mean, I'm kind of a beer snob, I guess, but yeah, I, I couldn't drink that stuff. So you, you don't like Miller Lite, Paul? You know, you know what? Wait, if it's cold, you know when you get those buckets, the five beers for ten bucks in a nice bucket. Yeah. It's hot outside. You, yeah. can, you can do. I'll do Miller Lights all day. I'll do a Miller Lite way before I do a Bud Light. You should be drinking time. some Surly up there in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I love Surly. Surly Fury yeah. is my jam. Now, now that's a brewery tour, not a brewery tour, but a place to visit. Yeah. Wow. Summit as well. I love Summit. Yeah, uh, Summit's awesome too. I remember when I, uh, you guys might laugh. Uh, the best best brewery tour I ever went on was the Utica Brewery. <laughs> Utica Club. Utica Club. At the Utica end. Club. Ba, 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 yeah, I, I I think I can top that. When I was in uh, when I was in Belgium, we did a tour of a brewery, and it was in right in the middle of an old 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 city. Like we're talking like you know, fifteen hundreds, fourteen hundreds kind of deal, and the bottling plant was you know, a few miles from downtown, the brewery was right downtown. So they were building a pipeline underneath, under the ground, where they would pipe the beer to the bottling factory. That was cool. Sounds awesome. 
right. Um, so uh, let's let's talk about uh, Pullman Field again for just a minute. I'm I'm thinking back to the time I visited, and uh, what I remember most yeah. about Pullman Field <laughs> is the outdoor skating rink that was next door to it. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. If if um, I, I've kind of I think I read somewhere that if the downtown ballpark is ready in time. They're going to play part of the season at Pullman before they transition over. Yeah, and me and Mark are going to get drunk at Pullman Field, and then we're going to get drunk at ABC. That's the plan. That is what I want to do. So if uh, if anyone wants to make a you know if if part of the season is played at Pullman, what do you recommend that a visiting fan does if any of our listeners are going to head up to Beloit to get one crack, one last crack at Pullman Field? What do I recommend? Maybe you know, but. What do I recommend that they do at Pullman Field? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's about Pullman Field that makes it so uh, just to be an old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is where I wish I had I had really great anecdotes about Pullman Field. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it's, it's not that great. I've got a park like Pullman in my life, uh, you know, McCoy Stadium, yeah. which growing up I thought was the greatest thing. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people around don't think it's the greatest thing, but then you go to other places and you see amenities, yeah. and you see what yeah. can be done in a stadium. So yeah, yeah, I get yeah. It. I mean, uh, they have a, uh, I mean, they, they did. I don't, I don't know if they still do, but they had something called a true Wisconsin burger, which is a burger with, I believe, it has cheddar cheese, um, like, and cheese curds, basically. Uh, on a burger, so I would definitely recommend getting like the the true Wisconsin burger, as well as I believe there's a Snappy Burger. At least there was last time you know I was there, which it's is a burger. burger, which is a burger with uh, a split brat. So the so the brat like comes out of the tur- of the um, bun, so it looks like a turtle head kind of. Uh, so well, that's funky. Yeah. So that's, that's even that's even, a, even a fat guy like me is gone. Whoa. <laughs> Bratwurst and a burger. Oh. All the things you didn't know you wanted. Yeah. I mean, I want it, but whoa. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just woeing at the thought that it was made out of turtle. No, no. I <laughs> Look at me. Turtle soup. Turtle soup. Wear the pork roll shirt. Yeah. But, but they got like a cool, like, it's called like on deck. It's like this wooded patio and right yeah. field. And honestly, I can't think of a much better place to just drink like 14 Miller Lights and just like hang out and watch, watch like, uh, you know, some. Single A base or advanced day baseball. Whatever A baseball, the A hole baseball, whatever. <laughs> I, I'm hey, telling you, Ben, that's where I spent my night at at, at the Snappers. Was on that yeah. Way deck. Oh yeah, was it? Was it nice? I'm telling you, with the year we had, uh, I'll drink any beer as long as I can watch a baseball game. Well, I'll beer. eat anything at this point <clears throat> if I just go yeah. to the baseball game and not worry about dying. I'll drink a Schaefer beer. All right, yeah, now you don't get hasty. <laughs> you, you know the old marketing slogan for Schaefer was back in the day, right? I don't know. Schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more than one. Oh, wow. It's tough to drink more than one. <laughs> we used to get there in my college days. You know, this is back in the late 80s. That is so the late beer. 80s. Um, a case of Schaefer was cheaper than a case of soda. So we'd go down to the liquor store. It probably still is. That's we'd, to me, we'd go down to Eddie's just, and uh, pick up a case of beer for five bucks. And but three. that, to me, is a red flag. You just go to the bottle cork, get yourself some Schaefer. You yeah, but when you're in your 30s and 40s, it's a red flag. When you're 18. Right. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was backing up some things. I'm like, no, nah, I wouldn't drink that again. No. Well, Yingling used to be cheaper than Bud at one time growing up in Jersey, and people consider that a, an inferior product. And 
you know, now now it's out here in some parts of the Midwest and people are going gaga over it. I keep seeing uh what is that? It's not rolling rock, it's that natural it's, ice. Somebody's throwing out yeah. natural ice at the dumpster. I'm like, Why? <laughs> Why drink it and throw it out? Throw it out first. Natty daddy. How about oh, that? God. I'll I'll never I'll never forget going to like uh, high school parties and um there was a brand called Classic Ice. I don't, have you guys, have you guys heard of it? It was the price. I'll never forget the price. It was three dollars and ninety nine cents for a twelve pack. Classic Ice is uh, ice in a bottle. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It was, it was the worst thing like a quarter imaginable. Yeah, yeah there, there's some beers that just disappear. Like there was South Paul Light, which my old roommate would just drink like it was candy, like water. Can, can somebody explain to me what and why Bud Dry was a thing? <laughs> everything dry was a thing. It was, yeah, every, like it was ice, ice beer. Remember was ice, ice beer? That was dry. Oh, I, let's let's do. That was like the mid nineties. Yeah, it was. We didn't yeah, know what. That was before craft beer was big in this country. So Matt, Matt said that's like sh- uh, Schlitz uh, uh, malt liquor, eleven Schlitz for an eighteen liquor. rack. <laughs> hey, my my uh, brother-in-law. <laughs> when we go to a a Bulls game up in Chicago, he always wants to get the malt liquor. So. Like his tradition. You go, it brought the Bulls good luck in the nineties. Well, when I was in when I was in Europe, and uh, I had real so beer. Here, oh, here wait, wait, have, Dave. Dave wonders why we call him a snob. Wait, wait, Dave, snob, totally. Dave, Dave, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait. You had Michael Jordan on the ninety Bulls, and you thought the beer was good luck. <laughs> no, that was my room. That was my uh, brother-in-law. I don't. But, yeah. But oh, okay. Yeah. Michael exactly. Jordan was. It was the beer. You know what? Fans are superstitious. <laughs> okay. They're superstitious. <laughs> anyway, Dave's going to Europe. So, good, yeah. Dave. So, so I'm, here, I'm uh, Stella Artois is kind of like it's kind of a bougie beer, right? You know, imported. Yeah. It's my know. favorite. That's my really? favorite. Yes. Nothing In, uh, is better than fighting a fire or being at a fire and getting home at five a.m. and cracking open an ice cold <laughs> Stella Artois. After being in a fire for eight hours, I I, I like I like Stella. Um, we went we went to Europe and the the host family offered us beer. Now they had like he had a beer fridge, which is like a full size fridge, fully stocked in his garage. And uh, so we were like, "Well, do you have Stella?" Yeah, and he looked at us like Stella, like <laughs> it's like it's like the Bud Light of oh, Belgium. Lord. <laughs> wow, really? Wow. Well, it's better than any... Better you actually any, want to drink that? It's any, better than any of the American crap I've ever had. Oh, uh, We went to a party once. My friend was just buying $6 buds. I'm like, why are you doing that to yourself? <laughs> oh, bud, yuck. I, oh, yeah. man, man, I told you we may end up in a weird place on this podcast. Oh, That's man, beer beer is at sporting venues. We're covering all bases here. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And brats. We haven't even talked about brats yet. Yeah, we haven't even talked about cheese curds either. I told story about when uh, my wife and I went to Yankee Stadium and the girl in the tank top was trying to sell me a beer. And she kept bending over to get the one on the bottom of the thing. And <laughs> I was like, no, you're not getting a beer. <laughs> Can I get a beer? I said, what beer? <laughs> Listen, I haven't brought up the other thing yet. Good. So, All right. change subject. Um, so, so Ben, um, I guess before we let you go, I guess the proper thing to do, let's, uh, if you want to let our listeners know where they can uh, follow the cause and support the uh, Beloit River Rockers. Yeah, let me um, 
man, if I can, let's see if I can figure this out. All right, uh, choose virtual background. You ready for this? Uh, oh, look at that. Ooh, Here, I'm going to move the thing, too. Ready? Oh, that was wrong. <laughs> I did that wrong. Well, for, uh, just in case you can't see it, yeah, I moved it. it's blocked. All right, sweet. Uh, it, yeah, follow us on Facebook, at Beloit Rockers, or on Twitter, at Beloit Rockers. And we, uh, we we post pretty frequently, and I think it's you know it's pretty fun pretty fun feed. I mean, we post concept uniforms. We post um, periodic updates of what's going on. Uh, we post like the endorsements we get. You know, we're getting some fun endorsements from you know community leaders in Beloit and small businesses, and that's fun. And uh, you know, all kinds of fun things. Uh, we re, you know we we engage with Stadium Journey all the time, and we really appreciate. Uh, yeah, very interactive account too. If you want we to we appreciate to. we appreciate the back and forth for sure. So um, yeah, we just have we have a good time, and, and we encourage everyone to give us a follow. Just be careful that you you uh, you could be confused easily that you're talking to Ben. When you're actually talking to Nick or vice versa. Oh, oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got, we got, we got a small team of people, so yeah, I guess maybe it's a one of their interns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ben, have you guys had any uh, celebrity endorsers or followers yet? Or? Um. Well, we got Rod Godfrinson of Austin's Barbershop today, so that was pretty good. He is a Beloit institution. There you go. And uh, he has been cutting, you know, cutting Beloit hair for 40 years. And uh, he's uh, the New York Times came to town and did a piece on Beloit's revitalization because, as I mentioned, it's just like going crazy. Um, and one of the people they talked to in that and was, you know, Rod Godfrinson. You know, he's he's like a, a pillar of the community. So we got him. Um, we got, you know, some. some some exciting ones lined up, which I can't say at the moment, but um, yeah, we get we're we're, uh, we're moving on up. The, we just have a couple more people to uh, <laughs> to to get across the finish line, most notably Quint Studer. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Beautiful. Well, that, we're we're going to be following. Oh, go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. No, that, that's just great to hear that you know Beloit is having that rejuvenation because so many small towns, especially in the Midwest, upper Midwest, have not been that fortunate. Uh, I travel throughout Indiana all the time, and I'm like, what happened to this town? You know, where where did something go wrong? So right. uh, Beloit is not that hard to find, especially if you're driving up to Madison or if you're going from Chicago. I think it's on the way from Chicago to Minneapolis. <laughs> just go to my podunk town in Jersey. Yeah, just, just, go, just, just pay all those tolls on 90, right? But then yeah. you, get to, yeah. <laughs> you get over to Beloit. So it's right just off the interstate, not too far. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really good stop, and there's all sorts of things to do there. Hey, you're already ahead of the game because I didn't know Beloit existed until you guys start showing up on the timeline. I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know. That's awesome, Ben. We'll be we'll be following you guys with with great interest, and we hope wish you all the best of luck in uh, your efforts to keep to save Snappy. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Can't can't thank you guys enough for giving me the opportunity to come on your platform and tell our story. And rest assured, we'll we'll be continuing to follow you guys. Uh, Long after all this is over, so and, and hopefully right. we can meet in the flesh, uh, you know, this upcoming season. looking at you. So, yeah, uh, hopefully you come back on the show when the good news. I'm going to will it into existence. Yeah, yeah. or or come on the season, come on the show when you know. Well, the, the bad, bad news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can do the typical. We can do the typical yeah. dance, dance thing and just mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we can just let it fly, and we can all, uh, you know, have a couple of beers and just have a good time with that. So I'm down for that. We'll check out G5 Brewery uh, and grab some Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm okay with that. Get that fatty, fatty fried uh, cheese in my buddy. 
in my in my body. In buddy. Well, yeah, in my buddy. buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> in my booty. Comes out of <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks for coming. All right. On the show, and we love having you. Great. Best of luck with everything. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. I'll, I'll drop off now, but uh, you guys have a great night. That was Ben Whitkins from the Beloit River Rockers. Thanks, Ben. We're, we are going to uh, root for you guys and root for you hard in your efforts to overthrow the evil empire that is the Beloit Snappers. No, just kidding. We, we just hope it all works out for everybody involved. And we're thrilled that a, a town like Beloit can keep baseball through, through this winter. You guys certainly were a long shot going in. But this is usually the part of the show where we recap our visits over the last couple of weeks. And guess what? We actually have a visit to talk about this week, ladies and gentlemen. That's exciting. But first, I'm going to steal the spotlight because I have some news, too. I don't, didn't have a visit over the past two weeks, but guess what? You have COVID. No, no, no. I'm ne- I got tested negative, man. I've got, I've got an announcing game coming up. Oh. The Middle East Conference announced that they are going to have a basketball season. So starting in two weeks, I will be at the UMass Dartmouth Trip Athletic Center doing the PA for games. And uh, oh, I don't nice. think we're going to have any fans in attendance, but hey, I'll get to be able to go to a game or two. So I'm... Um, Wicked excited. Oh, I'll be at the game, so screw all you people. (laughs) Yeah, for those of you who are watching the YouTube, we we had a lengthy conversation during our commercial break there about uh, Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL. So that's why everybody may slip into Sean Connery accents from time to time. (laughs) Good topic. But Mark, Mark, very awesome news, Paul. I'm very happy for you. Yeah, since the uh, NWHL screwed me out of of gigs, uh, we see my starman came through. It'll be a shortened season. It'll be a 10-game, conference-only schedule. But, hey, five home games for me, five for the men's team and five for the women's. I am excited. And I just can't hide you, it. You take what you can get these days. Absolutely. So how about you, Mark? Where were you? I, I was at the Stardome, which is a high school basketball gym here in Indiana. It's in Bern, Indiana. And it's, uh, it's about a half hour south of Fort Wayne, kind of in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. Uh, it was founded by Mennonites back in the 19 back in the 1800s, and uh, I almost uh, when you drive through town you can see a lot of uh, uh, horse and buggy carriages. So interesting town. The McDonald's has uh, signs in German that say "Thank you" and uh, "Welcome" and uh, when you walk into the when you drive into the parking lot. Uh, so it's it's. I'll a, be the same. Yeah, and it has this. It has a clock tower in the the center of town, so it's a very not a very exciting town, but it's it's not a lot going on there right now. But it has a lot of cool little features there that kind of stand it out from your your uh, regular Indiana town. But the Star Dome is where the their high school team plays. It's the South Adams Starfires. It's a dome stadium. It used to sit about four thousand fans. Now it sits about two thousand eight hundred. Uh, their center court logo is an exact replica of the 1984 LA Olympics logo, but it's in black and gold. And fan capacity was capped at 250 for the game. There might have been about 120 in attendance. So a little bit different atmosphere. You didn't have the student sections. You didn't have uh, the old timers sitting underneath the basket screaming and yelling at everybody because they're about 70 and 80 years old. They don't care who they offend. (laughs) It's funny. When you go to these high school games in Indiana, you got these lifers that have been going to those games for years, and they'll they'll tell you you exactly how they feel. Uh, Concessions were limited to snacks and soda, no hot dogs or popcorn, pizza slices. So 
So it was a little bit different way of life at this game, but it was good to be back at a high school game in Indiana because it's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen basketball. Uh, I think Connorsville was the last uh, event I attended, and that was about four days before COVID lockdown shut down everything. And, and that was a packed house. So this was 250 people in a 3,000-seat gym. But it's a beautiful gym. Uh, reviews coming up, I think, next week. And uh, videos coming out as well. So be on the lookout for that because the Stardome is, is, doesn't get a lot of attention here in Indiana. But it's a definitely cool place to visit uh, if you're in the area. For me, it's about an hour and 40-minute drive. But if you live in Fort Wayne, it, it's a little bit closer. So. Uh, some of these gyms you have to travel off the interstate about 30 miles to get to in the middle of the night. So uh, definitely it's a passion project of mine. So, But it was fun to be at a game. Like you said, we'll take it, take, take our sports where we can get it nowadays. Yes. No, definitely, hope, definitely. Hopefully we'll have more and more trips to talk about. Before yeah, I, I, yeah I am going, I'm definitely going to uh, another gym on Saturday, maybe two, uh, if things work out. So. I'll have something to talk about next time as well. <laughs> Fantastic. We don't even have high school basketball here right now. We don't have any high school sports at all. Nothing. No, it's 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 weird out here because it depends what what part of the state you're in. I think some states are have games but no fans. Some of the colleges are not allowing fans. Like Indiana State basketball, they renovated their arena, but they're not allowing fans into the games. Uh, University of Miami, Ohio is now allowing uh, fans either to their basketball games. So th- there are events taking place around here. You just have to find out if they're allowing fans in because, you know, back in the day you just go buy a ticket or you let the AD know you're coming. Now you got to make sure they're allowing people in the game. So it's, yeah. you don't want to drive an hour and a half and there's no game. Exactly, or you can't get in. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. out here, same thing. High school sports are happening, but, like, basketball, you can't go to basketball games. No. But parents are allowed to go to hockey games. So, it's like you said, it depends on the venue, depends on the school. Depends Everybody's on the trying to figure this crap out and yeah. put, put around it, you know. Yeah, you just check in before. Oh. Like I said, at the game, everybody had a face mask on, the cheerleaders, the coaches, uh, athletic department people. So, do you know who needed a face mask? A lot of the people associated with the Cleveland Browns. How do you like yeah, that? about the Browns? Was it like 16 years since you make the playoffs? They make the playoffs and they lose like four coaches and a few players. Yeah. And yeah. So my poor dad, <laughs> my dad's a diehard Cleveland Browns fan. So I, 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 feel, so, I feel sorry for the guy. Um, but, hey, you know. You know who I feel my, sorry my, for? My Dolphins didn't get any help to, to get in the playoffs. I, I was going to say, you know who I feel sorry for in the NFL? The Giants? I really feel sorry for the Giants that they played so piss poorly. Oh, wow. Six Come on. Five. They won six games. They deserve to be in the playoffs. They played oh, so yeah. piss poorly that they, they are mad at us for yeah. not attempting to win that game so they can get in the playoffs because they played so fucking well. Yeah, because they're 6-10. and ten. That's, that's I, got blocked, I got blocked by two New York Giants reporters today. Because I, I, they, said, I said the Jets couldn't go six and ten and make the playoffs. No, it's, no, you guys suck. We all suck. First of all, the <laughs> NFC East is a joke, and none of them should be in the playoffs based on principle. But that's neither here nor there. I got blocked by two New York uh, 
Giants reporters today because they were like WFAN. They were like trying to tank the credit to the game and the tradition and disgrace to the game of football. So we started pulling up tweets of them saying that they wish the Giants tanked last season. <laughs> hey, if so, anybody has but, written a book on tanking, it's Philly. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah. Trust the process. They they tank all the time and win well, all the time. Well, I mean, it, it's funny being a Jet fan. That's all we've been talking about this year is going zero and sixteen to get the number yeah. one draft pick. When the Jets won against the Rams, Jets you're mad. Tank right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New York Radio was like, I can't believe they won this game. It was a meaningless game. Listen, a holes. There's not you guys. There's a difference between tanking for a draft pick. <laughs> clear not up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's different kind of a hole. Your a holes different type. No, no. There's 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 between tanking, getting a draft pick, and then not trying the last game because why? So you can get in the playoffs, maybe play better. Joe Judge is an asshole, <laughs> and those two guys who blocked me that were like, I I I merely suggested. Oh, I bet you did. Well, goodbye. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, the Giants would have been six and ten and would have been in the playoffs. That's that's the CFL, not the NFL. You want that? You hey, want hey, that hey. the playoffs? Oh, oh, now no, no, you're no, the CFL bashing. I Hoover just want... and is getting what yeah. more for I, that already. I want it clear that the guy from North Jersey said that, not the guy from South Jersey. <laughs> and then, you of course, Arizo- who, who was Arizona's backup quarterback, the reigning Grey Cup champion QB? No. I would never oh, insult yeah. Canadian football like that. Yeah, oh, no, no. Hey, listen, I, I'm – I, I get you know how I support Canadian football. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I, I just, I just all I day made fun of because I remember the Argos made made it one year with a seven eleven record and oh, what kind of league is that you root for? But read oh, that yeah. all well, day, that and I was good. like, hey, do you guys want to take some responsibility for playing, you know, crappy? Hey, look at college yeah. football, man. They like you can uh, you make a bowl game. You can make the Shoeshine Bowl if you have a, a foreign. <laughs> Four and seventeen record or whatever. No. Way too many bowl games. <laughs> Way too many. Way too many. I don't invent. I'm like, hey, they're at the they're in the, they're at the food trough bowl. Well, I'm not going to watch that. Hey, but you know what was funny? What was it? Nebraska dancing around with the trophy and broke it into a million. <laughs> yes, and it was the it was brand new. It was like the first trophy. Like that was it was a brand new bowl. I think. The base better. <laughs> that was wasn't that the Mayo Bowl? Yeah. The now bowl, that yeah. that has to do with like like the doctor thing, right? Like the clinic and oh, not, not mayonnaise. mayonnaise. <laughs> I would assume so. Yeah. Because when you attach it to a football game, it kind of sounds like mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Nebraska players are dancing around with the trophy, and whoops, broken trophy. Well. Uh, so since we're on football, though, I gotta say, uh, made my day probably about. Five minutes before we got on the air, uh, my all-time most favorite football player ever in life made the next step towards making the Hall of Fame. Zach Thomas, former Miami Dolphin, made the next step. It's going to be tight. I don't know if he's going to get it, but he's not a Hall of Famer. By the way, not uh, yet. <laughs> by the way, Dave, I did see a lot of people who were like retweeting Giants players going like, you should feel bad for the Dolphins because you guys suck. Yeah, Dolphins <laughs> were 10-6 and six and didn't make it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The opposite, you a-holes. No. Yeah. I, I will say this, and, and I really tend not to like the Bills. The Bills look really good. 
Now, wait. Now, Mark, Mark on our wrestling podcast, he's been a friend for years. He's a big Buffalo Bills fan. And he just had to explode last week on the show. So can I just say, and I just let him have it because, you know, you never know. But every 21 years, he gets to be excited. That, I, I think, you know, remember all those years when, like, oh, well, the Super Bowl is really the Giants or the, uh, the Cowboys against the 49ers in the semis? It could be this year the same thing on the opposite. It, like, the Super Bowl this year could end up being Buffalo, Buffalo the AFC Buffalo-Kansas City. That, yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo is good. I mean, they they would have been fourteen and two if it wasn't for Kyler Murray, Hail Mary. My my brother in law is just totally eating this up. He's totally digging the Bills. So, oh, good for them. My friend likes the Bills good. and he's loving this. Listen, if the Bills make the Super Bowl, I will pull for them. If not for the dozens of I'm, friends I have that for some reason are Bills friends, well, I wouldn't want you to. Okay. There's... If the Jets made it, I'd be. I, I no, never, I would never mind. I, I never see my team with Super Bowl, so I don't know when that's going to happen. And it's even with the number two pick, I don't think I'm going to see it until the ninth. I don't think I'm going to see it this decade. So, uh, just being honest. Okay. All right. So that's where we're going to call it a night. Dan, where can our listeners follow you online? You follow me getting blocked by New York Giants uh, press agents <laughs> at Danlaw at Danlaw eighty three. Mark, how about you? Where can our listeners follow you online? You can follow me at Ballpark Hunter on Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. Check out my review of the Newcastle Fieldhouse that was released on Monday. And I'm also going to have uh, new releases on Thursday because I have a lot of new stuff that I'm trying to get out there. So check that out. Let me know how you like it. Subscribe and hit me up with any questions you have. Beautiful. And Dave, where can our listeners follow you online? Uh, follow me at Profan9. Uh, literary journey continues because that's all I got. Um, actually, Mark, interesting. To- we, we were talking about driving through some of these towns. Uh, I decided my current audiobook is following my most favorite sports movie of ever. Uh, so I'm into Friday Night Lights. And that author somehow made it possible that Odessa, Texas is like the least likable town in the world. It's amazing. But so we got I got that going, and then I also have Lars Anderson chasing the bear, uh, which is I'm not an Alabama fan, but a really interesting concept of sort of putting Bear Bryant and Nick Saban side by side and through their careers. So, um, did you say Lars Anderson? Lars Anderson, yes. Not the former Red Sox minor leaguer. Uh, I don't know. Not the former tag team wrestler of the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Uh, I don't know. He wrote a book on the Mannings. How can there be three Lars Andersons? There are really Lars and only Anderson. Yeah, that's Lars Anderson was probably not really Lars Anderson. It was probably Fred, George, and Schmidt. Well, Lars Anderson is probably like <laughs> Bill Jones or something. And yeah, I uh, used to write for Sports Illustrated for twenty years, but oh, what do you know? Maybe maybe he was a uh, a Boston. Red no, he wasn't. Person, that, that kid was uh, supposed to be the next big thing. First baseman made it. He did make it to the Red Sox for a little bit. This was in the 90s. California kid, so definitely this not. This in the 90s, like that. That's true. That could make him like, what, 40 years old now. Could be. Wow. There's I a Danish painter named Lars Anderson, but that's a E-S-E-N. Huh. Well, what Lars do you know? Anderson, an American professional wrestler. No, let's find out his real name together. Oh. It's not Lars Anderson. <laughs> Larry 
Heiniemi. There you go. Heiniemi. Heiniemi? Yep. He was uh, Lars Anderson. Like I said, he was a multiple, multiple, multiple tag team champion. And your ability to pronounce his real name justified his stage name. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's why I'm Dan Law, 83. (laughs) Daniel Calaccio, Calaglicki, yeah, no, Dan. Calaglicki. Calaglicki, yeah. That's why my friend, listen, I haven't been called Dan by many people since high school. It's, there's a few that do, you guys do, but most people address me as Calo Chico or some variation, like Chico or Cheeks. And I'm finally happy with that. Chico. I'll take it. I understand. As someone who has never called Paul his whole life, I definitely understand. Yo, Baker. Yep. Yeah. Was Baker. My dad would etch his name and all his tools, but it would C-I-C-C-O, which is Chico yeah. in Italian. Chico. So, uh, so speaking of me, you can follow my stadium journeys. On Twitter or Instagram at PuckmanRI. Wow, that was the worst trade track diversion we've ever. Yeah, but you know what? They all can't. Be. It all can't. Every night can't be promised. Thanks a lot, Lars Anderson. Yeah, I'm blaming Lars. Son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, don't forget to check out our website, StadiumJourney.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Stadium Journey. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Do all of it. We want your love. We want your attention. You can find the Stadium Journey podcast at VOCNation.com or search VOC Nation Radio Network on whatever podcast app you use. Remember, we simulcast live every other Tuesday night at 8 Eastern at twitch.tv slash DanLaw83. And we want to thank one more time Ben Witkins for joining us tonight. We will return in two weeks. It'll be January 19th when we get back in the New York room to talk about the stadiums of New York City. So, for Dan Palachico, Mark Viquez, and Dave Cotney, I am Paul Baker. Until next time, remember, you can count on the kid because there's nobody waiting around. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists, and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Legon. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, 
Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz. Streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. This is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.